everybody from uh, sunny South Africa. It's actually quite dark here now, but it's bloody hot. Oh, I thought you was in London. You're in Africa? You're South Africa? In clearer than I am, I think, bud. <laughs> I'm sweating like a pig here. It's uh, it's very hot today. Oh, it's it's good. How much warm. have you had to drink already, huh? <laughs> uh, a, cup, a couple of jugs, does it show? <laughs> no, no, you're good. <laughs> I have a uh, I have a guy on my travels. Uh, he he brews his own uh, or distills his own brandy and whiskey. So um, every time that I was there this week, he sent me some uh, some really good brandy. He triple distills it, so it's really smooth stuff. That sounds good. So I bring that back and I just have a, a couple every day. That's, and I mean, you don't get a hangover, a hangover from it. It's uh, awesome. That sounds really good. Yeah. All right. So uh, y'all introduce yourself. Y'all are part of the uh, collective group. That's what you call? We, uh, with the name of our company is a collective group, but we're, uh, we're doing business as uh, the collective 2.0. Um, uh, we're based in, uh, our domicile in South Africa, but we're actually uh, a decentralized company. All of our uh, all of our seed levels are in different countries. I mean, literally, well, there's five of us, and and we're all in a different country. Okay. So I'm the only one in the U.S. Uh, we've got a guy in India. We have a uh, uh, where is Lily right now? Hi, is she in the uh, UK? Okay. So Lily's in the UK. Then we've got uh, uh, myself in South Africa, you in Texas. Apo, uh, uh, our lead dev, he's in, in Holland. Roy is in Mumbai. Uh, then we've got our SEO running from Iraq. Our CMO is from Istanbul. <laughs> so yeah, we pretty much covered the whole globe. Goodness. But we've got no one in Russia. We lost our last Russian client today. So yeah. What can you say? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure. Uh, maybe you can get a Russian-American on here. No, uh, maybe. A, <laughs> we've, got, uh, we've got Dimitri. Maybe yeah. we can get him on there. Yes. <laughs> about. No, it's, uh, it's hardcore now. Hey? Um, even us being in BRICS, in a BRICS uh, country, uh, there's, there's some eyebrows being raised. Uh, but, I mean, we've done nothing. Uh, we just... Yeah, in the south end of Africa, keeping our, our stuff down, you know? So, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. We've got nothing to do with the stuff up there. Mm. Excuse me. This is, this is about my sixth drink today already. Anyway. So, so, uh, so yeah, uh, my name is David Payton. Uh, I am the, uh, what we call the CORD, uh, which is uh, Chief of Research and Development. Uh, I kind of head up. We're okay. So let me tell you a little bit about the collective. Okay. Uh, our bread and butter butter is uh, community management and development. So uh, what we do is we go in and we help uh, uh, mostly cryptocurrency companies uh, uh, get their brand and, uh, and their their. Uh, uh, their apps out to the community. So we try to build communities around brands and around uh, different cryptos. Um, we've developed a, a huge following in the crypto uh, sphere. And so when we bring on a new client, people will take a look is basically what happens. 
uh, in conjunction with that, we're building a, a game. Uh, it's an NFT based game. Uh, but what we're what we're doing is we're trying out a new form of advertising um, where the advertisement is actually physically used in the game. So that it's you're not getting ads that are popping up and that kind of thing. It's really annoying uh, to, to gamers. Uh, when you get an ad in the game, that, that ad is actually useful to you in the game in the form of cryptocurrency or or NFTs. Okay. So uh, that's our goal uh, to to really change the way advertising is used and make it useful to the end to the consumer, so that it doesn't feel like advertising. Okay, makes so, sense. I, uh, I know you're better describing all this. I can elaborate a little bit more. Uh, we've uh, um, we've actually, from what David has uh, described, um, we've added a lot. A lot of extra layers so we've become quite uh, like more like marketing consultants uh we we take a project we look at exactly what their pain is and we then find a solution for that uh, pain um this it's not a one size fit all so uh, we have multiple uh influences on all the the biggest uh, uh social media platforms uh, which we utilize, but it doesn't work for everyone. So you cannot just go and copy paste on a specific uh, project. We've tried that before and it was a, a failure. So we really look at what is needed for a project because there's a myriad of projects. I mean, we're negotiating with a mid-level project now that's starting on, on Monday. Uh, which is a whole different uh, kettle of fish um, and the specific influences that you use is very different from the other guys. Um, and then we have an exchange uh, client. So then again, they target different platforms and it's a different uh, focus. So we've got our CMO is very good at this. Uh, him and I work very closely together. Uh, David um, is very involved in our game with the NFTs uh, and uh, the setup and design of the game, which is really his strong point. But he's also good. Uh, he doesn't think so, but he's quite good with people, and he doesn't look too shit on a, uh, a platform like this. So, <laughs> yeah, Texans. As long as they can't uh, see me, I'm good. I'll turn the camera off. <laughs> <laughs> Texans are normally very. David and good I have actually that. we've known each other for yes, it's uh, almost six years. So it's uh, been a long time. Man. Uh, I mean, that's like, that's almost like a jubilee marriage uh, right. in uh, yeah. real life. <laughs> uh, Brothers from another mother country. Yeah, no, we, uh, <laughs> I actually, I, I really, I'm really working, uh, uh, or enjoy working alongside you. It's, uh, it's, it hasn't really been a difficult uh, road for me. Uh, it would have been different, I think, if you went uh, alongside. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I think we we kind of have the same type of uh, uh, same type of there's the same type of mind. You know what I mean? When it, it's like we bounce yeah. ideas off each other pretty well. We brainstorm well. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, uh, Clyde, uh, shoot, man, what what kind of questions do you have for us? Well. Um... We're getting our, our feeds pretty choppy, and but I, I got everything y'all said. And uh, can y'all hear me well? No. Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. Yeah, well, I can hear you. Okay. It's a little choppy. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
Well, I mean, first, I, I like what y'all are doing. I, I like what you, how you explained it. I mean, and that's the thing about the internet these days. It's not centralized. You, you can have a company that every member is in a different country or a different place, and they're all networked through uh, the internet. And that, that is extremely cool. How, how do y'all market in the crypto sphere? Do y'all do one-on-one with someone that has an ideal or are y'all just basically in the crypto market itself? A good question. It's, it's actually both. Um, Of course we have our own token. Uh, We, you know, of course we have our own apps. Um, And, you know, like I said earlier, we use those apps to help, uh, other companies reach uh, a greater market or a greater uh, group of people. So uh, that's kind of the goal. You know, we we work a lot through Telegram, which is uh, a really great app for networking. And uh, so as our sphere of influence grows, uh, we can use that sphere of influence uh, to uh, to uh, to help our clients reach more people. Um, so, and, and it's interesting because every time we bring on a new client, the influence grows. So it's kind of exponential there uh, because, you know, most of the clients have already developed some sort of uh, community. And so, you know, each, and, and of course there's some crossovers or some people that already know them, you know, et cetera. But as as we work for different companies, you know, our 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 community actually gets bigger and bigger. And we and introduce uh, we cross so, introduce uh, the clients also to each other. Oh, yeah. And we keep on evolving. That's the other thing. So if we find that something doesn't work, we drop it. Um, and then if we find something works very well, we expand on that uh, a lot. So that's. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're big enough to reach uh, quite a few people and small enough to. Uh, pivot uh, when necessary. So say uh, say we need to, uh, so, you know, the market in general is, is volatile. So if something changes in the market, like uh, for instance, when DeFi uh, entered the market, um, we were able to pivot from our sort of centralized, well, maybe not centralized, but well, yeah, I guess it was centralized, wasn't it? We kind of had a centralized way of doing things. So we pivoted uh, and, and when we started doing crowdfunding, uh, we were able to join the DeFi market very quickly. Yeah. So that's been a, that's been a really big uh, thing for us is not to be if you get pigeonholed in the crypto. Great for a little while and then you're just going to fall off. So yeah. you have to be able to pivot your company to uh, to follow what what is uh, uh, what's what's going on at the moment. So. I think I think we've done that pretty well. So I think so. Yeah, we've done that okay because there's been a lot of companies that just <laughs> specifically uh, guys that wanted to uh, get rich like overnight. Uh, I mean, they've just uh, after three four months they either rug pulled or they just uh, vanished. Yeah. So uh, and we've got a very strong team. I mean, we've got a good strong uh, core team and then very uh, passionate, uh, um, efficient uh, management team, which also helps. Okay. Okay. Um, so did y'all see any losses on the recent downturn with crypto? Heck yeah. <laughs> I 
I mean, we're not immune to the volatility in the crypto market. Uh, that's for sure. Um, but we also understand that it's an ebb and flow type thing. So uh, we've been around long enough to see uh, crypto winter before, and it's cyclical. Yeah. So we, you know, we understand that, you know, every four years there's a uh, there's a uh, ha- what they call a happening, and, and Bitcoin uh, output uh, cuts in half. Uh, the following year, uh, there's an explosion in the price of Bitcoin. And then the following year after that, there's a crash. But if you look at the, the whole uh, market over time, even those ebb and flows are going up. Yeah. You know, So uh, in this last cycle, just proved it and kind of solidified it for us. Yeah. Uh, and so that's why we're so bullish on crypto. We, we've seen... We've seen the price of Bitcoin crash from $20,000 to $3,500 and then turn right around and increase to 60. And then when it crashes again, it's at 40. So the difference yeah. between 40 and 35 is, is that's significant. You know, it's a 10x gain uh, that you don't see in any other market in the world. Right now. It's quite volatile, actually. Uh, most of, of these forex really volatile. It's uh, but there's good money to be made if you yeah, if you get without that volatility you can't make money yeah. in in crypto it's it's needed yeah. uh, because with this you know 25 30% drop you know it gives you an opportunity yeah. to buy in and make money you know on the next cycle yeah i'll give you um, i'll so, tie in there with uh, you uh, quickly just uh, <clears throat> And Clyde, I, I just I just want to share this with you as well. Uh, with David and I, we were part of the original. I wasn't part of the core team of the collective originally. Uh, I was just like a, a project manager. But then we, because of that bear market, we we took a serious beating uh, and we pretty much just wound down. And uh, then him and I, we decided, okay, we're gonna we're gonna try and give it another go. And just to tie in with what he said, um, I invested in SXP, which is Swipe, um, which is now owned by Binance, uh, when it was next to nothing. I think it was just a dollar. Um, and then within six to, I think six to 12 months, it went up to over six and a half, uh, dollars. And I decided, okay, I'm going to sell my whole stack and put all of that money, um, invested into the collective. So just by holding a little bit longer, um, I actually uh, materialized quite a lot of uh, uh, profit. Um, I mean, you've got to <laughs> it's like a waiting list. You've got to hold a little bit, you know, and it worked out for me. Yeah. I did something similar with Electronium, um, and that's how the whole thing got started. Uh, when I when I first started in Electronium, uh, it was uh, one cent per token uh, per coin. And uh, when I sold, it was 22 cents. And then I used that money to come back into the collective, uh, the first round. So, <laughs> no, that's like a twenty-two buy. I mean, that's yeah. a that's a decent margin. Right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, we, you know, well, you remember Electronium. That's how we, you and I met actually yeah, yeah. Was through Electronium, yeah. and um, so it was it was insane <laughs> the money that that was make that people were making. And yeah. again, you know, these things are volatile, and uh, you really need to find. And that, and that's, I think, is what we have been really good at is finding uh, crypto projects that are not fly by night. You know, they're not these rug pulls or 
you know, that kind of thing. Now, I mean, you're going to get one or two of them, but I think the majority yeah, we, of them have been. We came close to having a horse beating a couple of times, but I mean, yeah. luckily they paid up front. So yeah. Otherwise, we, <laughs> well, we learned be, that. Uh, statistic <laughs> there, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Have y'all, what is your yeah. thoughts? You can, uh, David, you can share with Clyde our, uh, our deep fake. Uh, Say again, Clyde, sorry. No, I, I think Heinz was was telling you to share a story. Go ahead. Oh yeah, go ahead. I, I, what, what I, wanted I wanted David to share our deep fake uh, experience. That's that, oh, that quite yeah. a yeah. So we had uh, a guy. I forget what his name was, uh, but he was kind of a big guy in uh, the crypto sphere. Uh, do you remember what his name Andre was? Cron- Andre Cronier. Yeah, like, hard to pronounce for me. Yeah. Um. And he, he's like one of the top guys in, in crypto. Um, and we had him contact us, well, who we thought was him, contact <laughs> us out of the blue. And uh, we were taken aback. I mean, we were already, you know, a little, little skeptical of it. But then, you know, so we decided, OK, well, let's do a video uh, interview. You know, let's have a conversation. Yeah. So he did. And he so they deep faked the video. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the guy, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was, yeah, the screen it was, at the back was exactly like Andre used to do his podcast. The way that he sits, yeah, the, the angle of his position, uh, everything. I mean, it was uh, ridiculous. It was a very good uh, deep fake. And he almost got us. The thing that that uh, that tripped him up was his accent, uh, because Andre yeah. is from South Africa. And and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, that that accent doesn't. That's uh, not the South African yeah. accent. That it's the wild wild west. There was too much twang in there for South African accent. <laughs> yeah, he, he almost got us on that one. But well, what what is y'all's feelings it's about wild wild west and crypto, man? I mean, these. What is y'all's feelings about? Uh, the governments uh, outlawing crypto and coming out with their own e-type um, marketing, um, excuse me, monetary system. Yeah, the, uh, the the federal bank is is trying to come out with uh, with uh, federal crypto. Um, they've banned it in China about thirty times now, and it doesn't work. Uh, that's that's the the point. Uh, originally, uh, in 2008, when the whole concept of Bitcoin was created, uh, you know that the the reason Bitcoin was created in the beginning was because of the 2008 uh, uh, housing uh, bubble. Yeah. You know the the property crash, and uh, the creators of Bitcoin wanted to find something or wanted to build something that that was. Uh, a type of monetary system that anybody could use and that uh, could not be uh, influenced by the government. So yeah. they can ban it all they want and it's not going to affect anything. People will just go underground. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> so, I mean, they can influence it uh, through sentiment and that's about it. The only way they can turn off Bitcoin is yeah. to turn off the Internet. That's the point of decentralization. And that's the wine. That's wine. But there is there is a lot of um, uh, big uh, profit um, uh, companies that are investing in it already. Corporates, uh, like I'm just thinking of BlackRock, for instance. I mean, they're spending massive amount. 
Yeah, SpaceX. Yeah. So I think uh, I think it's too late. Yeah. I think <laughs> I yeah. think Bitcoin. Uh, uh, well, it's Moore's law. Is it Moore's law or Metcalf's yeah. law? It's Metcalf's law. Uh, you know, it's the law of networks. You know, and at this point, Bitcoin is acts more like a, a computer virus than anything. I, I think it's uh, the, the biggest computer virus ever created. There's no way to get rid of it. Not without nuking, like completely nuking the whole internet. Even when quantum computing comes out of the mainstream, all Bitcoin is going to, all the developers of Bitcoin are going to do is, is fork Bitcoin and create a quantum Bitcoin. And okay. you have the same thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was wondering. I was wondering about that because of the computing uh, skill yeah. of those computers. So, well, I mean, I mean they can they can solve the algorithm. Yeah. It's just the uh, what is it? The computing, not the uh, yeah. the hash rate. Yeah, it's so high. They must kind of compete with that. You, you can't today. I mean, the hash rate is so high. I mean, you, there's literally millions of computers uh, around the globe processing uh bitcoin right now um so one guy hacking with uh you know even with the best computer is not not gonna not gonna do it however someone with a quantum computer could um and of course that that's that that's the part of bitcoin that makes bitcoin uh valuable is the trust factor you can't hack it you know you can hack the apps that deal with it but you can't hack the blockchain itself well, that yes. would be the end of so, the. That would be the end of crypto if uh, Bitcoin get hacked. I think. Then that's yeah, everything. Yeah, but I, you know, like I said, I mean, these guys, uh, these guys, once once uh, you know, quantum computing goes mainstream, I think uh, Bitcoin will just fork, you know, and you know, will fork to a quantum blockchain. I just got in trouble. There you go. I just got in trouble. Just got so in trouble. Yeah. So my wife's been gone to a baseball game. And I know she's on the way home. So I have a red light outside the garage when I'm doing a podcast, but I heard two people outside and I'm like, well, if that's my wife, who the hell she's talking to? So I'm thinking, you know, somebody done come up and got my wife while she was getting out of the car. And I open the door and I look out there and it's the Amazon man with two dollars full of shit. Two dollars. Yeah, she look. She's pointing at it and looking at me, and I just point at the red oh, light and no. go back in the garage. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'll deal with Amazon later. <laughs> you're just, Clyde. You're just staving off the inevitable, buddy. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. So. <laughs> Did did either did y'all's collective or either of y'all uh, do any uh, investing with uh, uh, GameStop and um, all the um, uh, Reddit type uh, movements? No, but I wish I had. Uh, I was in the chat. I'm in the chat rooms uh, on that uh, the Reddit uh, chat room uh, that's that's doing all that. Uh, and I just didn't jump in. I was too busy. I mean, I, <clears throat> I, I, you know, I was reading a little bit about it, and but we were, of course, we were focused on other things, and I just missed it. But 
That's I the tripled, way it happens, isn't it? I tripled my money. Uh, Straight up tripled my money. Say it again? I tripled my money. Oh, good job. Yeah. I got in good early good and, job. and held out for a long that's, time. Uh, well, I mean, it took up the right time in the right place. See, that's that's the point, isn't it? I mean, that's that's exactly how we as the little guys beat, you know, these big yeah. government funded, you know, bureaucrats, you know, and that's how that's the reason Bitcoin is so popular because it's, you know, it's libertarian, man. Let's go. <laughs> I do like that. It's just All timing. Right. You know, we're, we're tired of it's being time manipulated. Yeah, we're, t- we're tired of the government telling us how much our money is worth. You know, yeah. and and doing stupid shit, excuse my language, but doing stupid crap uh, that causes, you know, our buying power to go down. I mean, we're trying to take care of our families. We're trying to take care of, you know, you know, life stuff. And uh, and, and and you feel like, OK, I'm, I'm doing a lot better now. I've been I've worked my ass off to get to this point just to realize once you get to that point. You know, you're set back to, to where you started because the government's yeah, got something to do. That work. And that's, that's, the, that's the reason. USA. I mean, that, you see the, that exact same thing here with us yeah. also. So they just go and make some decision, and then you are set back like uh, almost a decade. Yeah. Uh, and there's nothing you can do about it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Heinz, <laughs> Heinz, let me ask you, let me ask you a question. <laughs> um. We talk a lot about future technology and where technology's taken us on uh, this podcast. And, and this sort of the, it, it's the purpose of the podcast is to have those conversations with people and, and get people's thoughts of where they think technology is going to go. But uh, I got the gist of what you were asking. Uh, I understand that your podcast is about future technology and how that uh, affects, uh, you know, uh, civilization. Is, is that right? Yeah. Hold on one second. Affects normal people. Hold on. What I was what I was asking, I was going to ask Hines. What's his What's his thought about how um, actual cryptocurrency moves into, say, in twenty years from now? How are we carrying cryptocurrency every day? Is it on our phone? Is Is it on a USB? It, how How are we interacting with cryptocurrency? Okay. I mean, I've given this a, a lot of thought because, uh, I mean, David and I pretty much feel the same about this. We, we don't like governments. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I mean, they're all the same. It doesn't matter where you are. So, um, what I see like in the next, and I'm, you're not even looking about 20 years, you're looking about yeah. the next three to five years, you will be able to, um, pay, uh, uh, with crypto either through a credit card or through your phone. Or through other uh, a device that you carry, so you can have you have a near near field uh, payment uh, strategy. So you will have your wallet, um, which is like uh, on the blockchain or on an app, um, and you will have the device that you will pay with at the toll or a, a checkout point. So I mean, and we kind of uh, got the short end of the stick in Africa because uh, you guys all have uh, the credit cards already, but Visa and Mastercard doesn't support uh, those kind of apps here yet. So I'm just, I'm waiting with the uh, bated breath for the card to come. 
I, I can do it via, um, there's, a, there's an app called uh, Bitrefill. Uh, you can do that. Um, you have the app on your on your phone, and you can do it through a QR code at a, a pay point that you can scan and you can buy a cup of coffee uh, with crypto. But I think uh, the more I speak to people, and not just in this space, um, but just in general, yeah, you see, don't show me that because I don't want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you've got one. This is, this is a card called BitPay. And, You're going to uh, send that to me like today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will use your wallet to play with it. Right, this. right, right. But uh, yeah, so basically I send Bitcoin to this uh, to this card through an app on my phone. And then I swipe it like a credit card and it spends yeah. my Bitcoin. But that is uh, MasterCard, eh? They MasterCard support it. Yeah. yeah. So Visa and MasterCard and Amex, uh, they have to support the the physical card to be used in the, the country uh, where you're going to use it. Yeah. So we can only do it through QR code now. So you scan a QR code uh, at a, a checkpoint um, and it will subtract, just like a credit card, it will subtract the uh, crypto of your card but pay in the currency. So I can be in a neighboring country, pay in their currency, but it gets subtracted as a crypto of the, uh, the wallet. Yeah. Also, uh, well, yeah. I wanted to bring up uh, Samsung phones have a built-in hardware wallet already. So uh, it uses their uh, Knox security, yeah. uh, but it works just like any uh, uh, crypto wallet, except it's completely designed. Like so. a QR system at a, at a toll or a checkout. I, I, no, I can actually use that with my BitPay. Uh, it connects. And it also connects to Gemini, uh, which is a major yeah. exchange here in the U.S. Um, so I can, I, can, I can trade as well uh, on my phone using my hardware wallet instead of uh, sending my crypto to a centralized yeah. exchange. I think, I think they're I, waiting I for the legislation to be like uh, all in place in South Africa. Uh, we we close. I mean, we have full crypto regulation coming within the next, uh, I would say, six months. And I think once that is in place, we will have Visa and Amex jump uh, or Mastercard jump on the bandwagon uh, with okay. all of these uh, uh, vendors. All right. Well, let me ask yeah, you all this. Sorry to hit the UK. So you said it already hit the UK, David. Yeah, it's already hit the UK, so it's not long for South Africa. Okay, so what's what's y'all's feelings? We've got quite a robust uh, financial uh, uh, environment. Can you just repeat that? Yeah, I was going to ask y'all what's your feelings about uh, not necessarily just Meta, but the whole concept of virtual reality and how virtual reality payments are going to happen. And how you think uh, that is going to affect cryptocurrency, and and e even in Meta itself, but virtual reality seems like it's the next sphere where a lot of interaction is going to go. And how do y'all feel about that? And uh, in, in, especially in crypto. I don't think we. I don't think we gonna. What we think matters. The younger generation is gonna tell us what's yeah. going to happen because 
my sons are now teenagers, so they are already telling me, you, it doesn't matter what you say, we're doing it. So we have a skirmish there already. So I, I think it's it's definitely going to become a thing, a very big thing. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg has said that all transactions within the next 10 years will take place in the metaverse. We, that's a that's a big statement. Yeah. So, yeah, then that shows you how big it, it can become. I mean, look, I mean, these kids are already spending, you know, massive amounts of money buying avatars on, um, no. you know, on these games. I mean, that, that, that basically amount to what they look like while they're playing the game. And, and that says a lot. Yeah. I mean, they're very interested in getting, you know, unique characters that they can play. Uh, you know, what is it? Fortnite um, does that really well. Minecraft. Uh, Minecraft, Tarkov. I mean, all of these games are, are kind of seeing that there's a there's a uh, there's a revenue stream through uh, allowing people to, uh, you know, just dress up their characters. I mean, just that, yeah. you know. And then when you start adding actual useful items in the game, uh, guns and, and that kind of stuff that they can actually purchase uh, to make, uh, to you know, to increase their ability to do well in the game, they're going yeah. to spend that money. And, and I promise you, parents are letting them. I mean, yeah. for Christmas, I mean, who knows how many millions of dollars were, were uh, spent on Fortnite cards, yeah. you know, from Walmart. I mean, those cards, you know. They, all these kids got them in their stockings, man. The, you know, as parents, we're actually supporting this thing. So, yeah. um, and I don't think it's going to change. <laughs> there's also another thing uh, that I just wanted to mention. Uh, uh, there's a lot of uh, financial companies, um, pure blockchain financial companies, not so much connected with crypto, that are offering solutions uh, for smart tools uh, and staking pools in the metaverse. We've, we've actually just partnered with one now in the week. They're called IP, uh, we, W E. Uh, they do like a metaverse smart pool. Um, and what was interesting, David, I missed you on this call eh, because that was a really cool call. Yeah. They connect your game, uh, to the metaverse, to the smart pool in the metaverse. So you can then take your token, the NFT and stake it on this smart pool, which is already in the metaverse. Uh, I mean, that's kind of mind-blowing to me. I don't understand how that works yet. Um, but if you can achieve that, then that's massive income right there. Well, I mean, and some of these NFTs are, you know, they're selling for tens of millions of dollars, you know. And uh, wouldn't, yeah. it, wouldn't it be cool if you could own a part of that? You don't necessarily have to buy the whole thing, you know. Yeah. So, like fractal, fractal ownership. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. But I mean, they're doing that with say, property. They're doing that with, and even outside yeah. of the metaverse, real property uh, is being tokenized, where you can, yeah. you know, especially income property, where multiple people can own this piece of property uh, with without uh, having to actually sell the property. And yeah. and a lot of these, like even farmers and stuff like that, are tokenizing their property so that they can get funding to uh, increase the revenue on their on their property. So, and like um, the guys that are selling uh, <laughs> plots on the, the moon and Mars, mm. uh, Burning Mars is the, the one NFT project. They're selling, uh, what is it, uh, 
is it one hectare plots or something like that, 66 hectare plots on the uh, on Mars. And it's it's selling for $200, and they expect it to go to $2,000 within the next six months <clears throat> for the plot. Yep. That's insane. That, but, I mean, it's, it's, it's very yeah. cool, but it's insane. And, and the whole thing is so that you can build virtual houses and build virtual businesses, and people yeah. can come there and, like, hey, I'm going to go to Mars and buy this NFT that you can only yeah. get on Mars. Let's do it. You know, yeah. but you're actually only you're doing it from your PC. You know, it's, it's yeah. And if we cool, make man. it to Mars, I mean, it's, it's different. You know, it's not something. You know, we're all used to. Say again. Yeah, and if we make it to Mars, we'll be looking at it with uh, AR glasses. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, <clears throat> the, you know. Setting up multiple uh, PTZ cameras on Mars so that people can actually look at Mars virtually through their Oculus, you know, yeah. in real time, or well, with the 16-minute delay or whatever, uh, you know. So that's pretty cool too. Yes. Uh, yes. All right. So. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think I think VR, virtual reality. I think the metaverse. Uh, is cool. I think we're really at the very, very beginning stages. Um, I mean, you guys know how, I mean, we, all three of us have played a Nintendo, a Super Nintendo. And I mean, think yeah. about how far games have come in the last 20 years from Super Nintendo to Oculus. Now, think about that in terms of the next 20 years. I mean, you asked about the next 20 years. I think, uh, I think virtual reality is going to be uh, virtually indistinguishable from actual reality. I think uh, in that amount of time, you'll be able to put an Oculus on it. You won't be able to tell the difference between reality. And that's that's kind of scary. Uh, for me, yeah. that's quite a scary thought, actually. It is. I mean, I like, I like being rooted in the reality. I enjoy, uh, you know, uh, virtual every now and again, but I, I wouldn't want to be in there 24-7. That would just be, yeah. Well, I think uh, Generation X is going to save the world from from that, <laughs> that possible cataclysm. We're going to end up blowing it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, hey, thank y'all for coming on. I I'd like to do this again. Uh, and, and especially, David, if you could come to the garage and sit over here. Yeah. And because, uh, I mean, you said you don't you don't like getting on the camera. Heck but yeah. uh you, you're you're doing pretty good talking, bro. I mean, uh, I'd like to pick your mind on a, a lot of more things. And Heinz, if you ever make it to Texas, bro, I got a I got a bottle of mead over there that I brewed myself that uh that I'll break bring open with you. Gun with. I just I just brought a new gun so I can bring it with. to Texas. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of gun did you buy? Awesome. Thank you. Yep. So thank y'all and thank y'all for coming on. No, uh, it's I'll just uh, it's. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, we'll do it again, man. Let's do it again. Maybe we'll pick a different Thank platform you. next time. Yeah. <laughs> Zoom sucks. It was awesome, you, though. I had Thank fun. You,